There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Kalshi. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it or won't they? Taylor Swift's new album, Will or Won't It Be Album of the Year? What about Biden's approval rating? And a whole lot more. You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $10 bonus to the first 500 people who sign up by going to Kalshi.com slash numbers game spelled K-A-L-S-H-I. There's no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees. iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at Kalshi.com. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21-plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The numbers told the story they always do. It's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN. Hour number two of a numbers game at VSIN, the sports betting network, VSIN.com, the VSIN app, Fubo, Game Plus, iHeartRadio, YouTube TV, Baton Rouge. All proudly brought to you by BetMGM Nevada. It is Gil Alexander, Kelly Bidlin. Producer number nine. So much more than a producer. He's in the house as well. Kelly, you good? All good with you? Yeah, man. You're uh, you're the, you're sort of getting a little anxiety, a little anxiety over uh, tomorrow's guest list. A little too many guests. <laughs> we have like seventy five guests two booked days tomorrow. Are, uh, we're we're packed. We're packed. That's for sure. Some days we're like we have no guests. And then tomorrow we're like we have way too many guests. Yeah, it's it's a little out of control. The uh, the NFL question has been very interesting so far. I like that question. We're going to ask Crack that as well here momentarily. Matter of fact, uh, later this hour, we will uh, talk to Sia Najad. Sia Najad dropping by in studio, right? Yeah. Talk NFL with us. Yeah. Talk NFL props with us. He's got props for tonight's game between the Rams and the Bills and uh, all of his award thoughts as well. He made some awards bets. So uh, we'll pick his brain about all things National Football League. And hopefully we get a call from Brad Gilbert, former world number four. Talk a little U.S. Open with him. But first, ladies and gentlemen, it is a Thursday. It is hour number two, and that means... Unscripted with the crack man, Bill Crackburger. Billy, where you at? Hey, uh, I'm back east. I'm flying back to Vegas though tonight. Uh, I, I am uh, betting a, r- a ridiculous amount of as, as usual. But first, before I get into that, I want to say someone sent me a text that I know, and he said, "Tell Gil that you got a buddy who knows the story a hundred percent," and said. Your podcast was the closest to the truth he has heard. Now, this is about you had on about the ref. Is that what you did during? I didn't. Sorry, I apologize. Yes. I didn't listen. No, that's okay. We, but um, he's <laughs> like, apologize. I didn't bother listening. It uh, was about the Tim Donahue scandal. The reason that we did a podcast on the Tim Donahue scandal is because there was this Netflix documentary called I watched it. Untold. I seen it. Right. So Sean Patrick Griffin, who wrote Gaming the Game eleven years ago, we did a podcast on it eleven years ago, and so he was like, I can get Jimmy Batista on the show with you, and so we did a podcast, me, Sean, and Jimmy yesterday, and it was, it was awesome. This guy is uh, this guy's been around for almost thirty years. He hasn't even been in the country in twenty two years. So he's, he he lives in a far off place, and like he says, he knows what really went on. Then he said, "Your podcast was closest to the truth, or something like that." Oh, that's that? awesome. Yes, yes, closest to the truth. He's here. He goes, "If you could tell Gil, I'd appreciate it." Thank you. Thank, on air. Yeah, I mean, listen. Yeah. All thanks to Sean Patrick Griffin for hooking it up and for being the barometer of that story, right? Sean Patrick Griffin, again, wrote Gaming the Game. If you if you ever want to read a great book about that, that's the only one I would ever recommend, Gaming the Game from way back in the day. Um, it is a every detail, 
all sort of researched and corroborated, which is kind of the point of the podcast, right? So there's the scandal, and then there's how the media treated it. And the media just has messed it up all these years. They just want to believe Donahue. And so this was Batista and Griffin sort of checking that, if you will. So all shout yeah, to them. Yeah. Good, good stuff. So, Gil, I got out. I've been here for 48 hours. Uh, pick a ticket, any <laughs> ticket. It's like a magic. It's like a magic trick, really. Do you uh, even you can see here? So, so here's the question because I've been with you on one of these nights like, when we first yeah. met. This was like over a decade ago. Where we're at Monday yeah. Night Football at Piero's and we're watching. You have this many tickets in your hand, and I asked yeah. you. I was like, Do you even know what you're betting? Like when you, when the game starts, when the games begin, do you have any sense of what you're rooting for, or you're just like, Nope, these are my bets, and we'll see how it happens. Well, I this particular trip again. There's probably over a hundred different bets I made, and no, I, I I don't even know. Like if you ask me, hey Bill, what props do you have on tonight's game? I, I know I bet some, but I, I I don't know. This this is a lot of prop stuff, and I wanted to talk about that. There's some futures in here too, um, uh, but but there's there's a, a lot of prop stuff, and and thanks to DraftKings for taking these futures and these props and. I was just I was just down there betting like a good amount of money on first half college football totals. They're 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 very good to me. So I, I know they're a little bit tough on other people, and they cut some limits down. But at the window, it seems like if you go to a window, you give your ID, they're going to take your bet. So I, I think it's just uh, the apps. Not it's it's across the board. It's it's twenty companies. Um, it's just when they get hit simultaneously by so many different people. Uh, but but it's. You know, I have an opinion on that. I'm going to remain reserved and save that. And uh, I want to tell you this, though, Gil. So, now, this year is a different year. You have all these young brainiacs, these guys that some of them, I'm not going to mention names, some of them don't have even social skills. They wouldn't even be able to go to dinner with you and communicate with people at the table. <laughs> they don't wear deodorant. I mean, there's a couple things that it, these are, these are, this is what you deal with when you deal with these sure. brainiac kids. Sure. And, um, you know, but so, now, I don't think it's fair what's going on where there's a service that is very good, by the way. They win. It's not hard to win, by the way, if you can give out a pick on proposition bets against one line. But they give out – they charge whatever they charge, and they give out picks all during the week. They've been giving out picks since Sunday because DraftKings has all the proposition lines up for all the games this Sunday. So a week ahead of time, they put up all the player props. And – so now they'll send out the gate, the player prop to all their customer list. And literally the customer, and by the way, there's, there's a lot of customers. They have a matter of seconds to get it in. And then the sports book that, that has the prop takes it down instantly and nobody can get it. So my feeling always is when there's situations like this, like uh, the FCS games I noticed were up on Don Best. I noticed WinBet had him. And I think five dimes had them. Um, I'm not bet online yet, so it'll be five dimes. So they put up the games on literally Monday for the following week. No one puts them up until literally six hours before the game. So, you know, these kids are happy with getting in $50 bets, I understand. My own opinion is, and, and $50 bets is great. I understand that the, the average bet in this country is less than $100, and I understand that. But on volume, the sportsbook gets hit by all these different people. I, I think, A, I think it's unfair for them to sell games. I wouldn't do You know what percentage I can hit if I had to sell stuff that's only available in one sportsbook? It's just not right, to be honest with you. And what it does is it doesn't allow for the market to mature enough 
for everyone to be able to get down equally. And what I mean by that is, you know, you, you, you instead of putting up, uh, instead of putting out a prop on Sunday for the following Sunday, let the market mature. Let four, five, six books. Let's be honest. All the sports books don't put up props till game day player props. So now you have a group that's very good. That's actually selling their games and smartening up the one sports book that has them up. Who knows? Maybe the other sports books will copy off them and say, hey, well, we know which way the sharp guys are going. So let's put Let's give you an example. Let's say you're going to go uh, under on um, someone's yards, 223 passing yards. Well, we know that that's the wrong one. We have it handicapped at about 200. So uh, they put out the under on that. Automatically, it goes to 210 everywhere. And then when it comes up, it comes out at 210. At 210, so, yeah. Um, and yeah, the, so I'm, this, I, I know the, I'm the reason, but the point you're making is be, it's because they have influence, right? So if they didn't have influence, this wouldn't be an issue. But because they are respected and do win and do have influence, what they're doing is sort of killing the market, essentially, before it even gets out there. Totally killing the market. The three prop guys I deal with are furious. So they're just like, you know, they, all they care about is uh, uh, padding their record and saying they did good. Uh, I, I'm just, like I said, it's just, it's not fair to give out something that's an obscure one little sports book. Let's face it. Uh, this might only be in 20 markets or 10 markets. It's not fair to guys like in California to, to, to you know, send out a, a prop to a guy in California that doesn't have access because his local guy, because that's all that is in California, his local guy doesn't come up till Sunday, uh, his, his player prop. So it's kind of upsetting a lot of people in the market that, you know, that are that make a good living or a decent living betting props. And and uh, it's something that's being talked about in circles. And I just thought it same thing with the FCS, though. FCS is coming up. Honestly, Gil, you should only bet the wrong way. They only should bet the wrong way. Move the line the wrong way. So when the other sports books come up, they actually copy the wrong line. And then you're able to bet a lot more money on that game with uh, let's just face it. Let's just face the word. Um, it, it's actually, a, you're going to go around You're Like I said, manipulation, that's the word I'm looking for. You're betting a manipulated line. I did it on your show a couple weeks ago and just to show mm-hmm. people how it's done in preseason football. And that's just the way I feel about that. I just you, thought, I know I have a segment here. To yeah, no, 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 that, no, that's okay. That. I, I'm just, I, it's curious. Again, it's, it's, again, we talk about this on this show with you all the time, these kinds of things. Is it because, and you, you're not naming names here and I don't want you to, but if, if you, is it because they haven't been around long enough to know kind of? They're brand new. Yeah, that's what it new. is. And, and, and they don't bet themselves. They don't bet themselves. If they bet themselves, they would never be able to do this. They only can get 50 or $100. Right. They, 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 they would never be able to survive doing that. So they instead of instead of waiting till the weekend when it's a widely available market, uh, they choose just to sell them, just to pad their record and say they did good against one sportsbook set of lines. And I'm not mad at anyone. I'm not saying maybe I'm even wrong. I, I could be wrong. I'm just maybe I'm just a little upset because uh, I can't get down on Sunday. No, no, no. My normal, my normal two, three thousand a prop. You know, three hundred at a time, five hundred at a time. I'm just saying that in general, it's just it's the new mindset. There's a lot of new guys in this in this uh, thing of ours now. Do you uh, f- a lot of young guys and, and it's just they they a lot of young guys no street smarts no common sense. Well, so that's that's what I want to get at. Do you feel like this particular group or just that kind of uh, profile that you just described about the new sort of younger better who hasn't been around a while but is super smart at the same time? Do you think that they're open to this kind of logic like hey, if you said to them, "Hey, you know, this is what you're doing, you probably shouldn't do that." Do you think they're open to that kind of reasoning? No. <laughs> simple no. simple answer. No. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, no, no, I, I don't think they are at all. And and, and I, like I said, they're not real betters, you know. And, yeah. and and let me just tell you something before I get off here. Let me tell you something. There's a lot of stuff going on, but a lot of things in these group chats uh, that that is a little bit uh, off color. There's a lot of things going on that, that, that if people really knew what was going on with certain things out in the market, uh, it's not what it seems at all times. Well, so Billy, here's the thing. Next time you're in town and we could do a full Next hour week. with you here, yeah, we can talk about all that. I look forward to it. Sounds good. Thank you for having me on. Bill Krakenberger, everybody. At Bill Crackman with a K. The name of the uh, podcast is Wise Cracks with Bill Krakenberger and his buddy John Orlando, wherever podcasts are distributed. We'll come back. See you in the shot on the NFL. Hopefully some tennis with Brad Gilbert. It's a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network. There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Calshi. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it or won't they? Taylor Swift's new album, Will or Won't It Be Album of the Year? What about Biden's approval rating? And a whole lot more. You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $10 bonus to the first 500 people who sign up by going to Calshi.com slash numbers game spelled K-A-L-S-H-I. There's no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees. iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at Calshi.com. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. A numbers game on VSEN, the sports betting network. It is football season, and better knows, betters that is, know that this is when the money's made. Nobody knows football like VSEN, and now's the time to become a VSEN subscriber. Get our comprehensive college and pro guides. Only VSEN subscribers get all the tools to prep for the college and pro football seasons. Our experts provide profiles of every team with advanced stats and power ratings, plus best bets on season win totals, division finishes, and player awards. Sign up early and for a discount at $175. You'll receive both guides and full VSEN access all the way through the Super Bowl. Or join us for $40 a month and see everything that VSEN has to up your betting game. Go to VSEN.com slash subscribe for all your options and become part of the Sports Betting Network. It's Gil Alexander. This is a real treat uh, for me. He has been on the show uh, before several times. Usually uh, we have him on when the Warriors are making their way to the NBA title and the French Open is in full swing. But we have him here today before the U.S. Open, former world number four. When I was a kid, he would get to the uh, the finals in D.C., not once but twice. We won't talk about the finals themselves, but he was always uh, making a run. And uh, now, of course, after a great playing career, great coaching career, Andre Agassi, of course, uh, top of mind, Andy Roddick, and now an analyst over at ESPN on tennis, it's the great Brad Gilbert. How you doing, Brad? Uh, good morning. Sleep overrated after last night and some unbelievable late-night finishes of the Open. So hopefully you stayed up and saw that video game stuff last uh, this morning. I did, and I just want to ask you again. So five hours and 15 minutes, we're talking about Carlos Alcaraz getting it done against Yannick Sinner in five sets. Had a ma- He was facing a match point, by the way, second longest match in U.S. Open history, the latest match in U.S. Open history, but he faced a match point. He was down a break then in the fifth, and he got it done. Where does that rank, Brad? I guess the simple question, where does that rank in all-timers for you? Well, for, well first of all, what, what's beyond amazing is, let's go back two nights. Both, uh, Sinner wins in five sets. Um, 
against Ivashka, finishes about 12.30, and Alcaraz gets by Chilich at 2.24 in the morning. So the fact that, you know, 48 hours later that these guys, you know, played at that level, and Sinner, I call him Sin City, he was, I mean, listen, he turned it around uh, late in that second, had a uh, great opportunity to close out that match in the fourth, serve for the match, match point. But the resilience of Alcaraz, the shot making, um, the way those two guys were flying around, it was definitely the best match of 2022. And I think that we just got to look at the future of men's tennis. I think over the next 10 years, you know, God willing, we're going to see those two guys play like, I don't know, 30 times or something like that. It potentially could be the new great rivalry in men's tennis. Yeah, the future is certainly bright, especially with those two guys at the top. Another another guy who's in the semifinals here, and I'll ask you to, to talk about the men's semis first, which is tomorrow since we're on that subject. Obviously, Casper Ruud, a pretty big favorite against uh, Karen Hatchinoff. And talking about a minus 213 favorite. And Carlitos is a minus 196 favorite against the American who has a bright future from the DMV, Francis Tiafo. Do you expect it to be a rude Alcaraz final? Um, I mean, listen, three of the four guys are in the semifinals for the first time. And the craziness of where we're at is if Rude and Alcaraz were to win, neither one of them have ever won a slam, and the winner of that will become number one in the world. So there's a lot at stake. Um, I, I mean, I, I feel like Hatchinoff, you know, is decent value because he, he's got a big serve. Uh, he's under the radar. I mean, played a brilliant match uh, against Kyrgios. I, I, I would say if if they were playing that match ten times, like with Tiafo and Alcaraz, I, I like Alcaraz a lot. I, I call him Escape from Alcaraz. But considering two matches in a row, five sets, late finishes, now I mean, heck, he'll be lucky to have gone to sleep at seven in the morning. I think it gives Tiafo a lot better chance. But like betting wise, I probably would stay off that match at least for me, because just of the unknown, how Alcaraz will recover physically. If you're a Tiavo fan, you probably like his chances a lot better. And if you heard Francis in the day uh, uh, when asked, are you going to watch that match? He goes, yeah, I'll watch it a little bit. I just hope those guys play forever. <laughs> he got exactly what he wanted. Yes, he so, did. I, mean, I think that you know that one is a little bit unknown, but I, I can't tell you that I could say, oh, one of these matches is like, you know, book it. It's a guarantee. Um, the only one that's been there is Ruth, uh, and when he did get there, you know, he got crushed in Paris. Um, so I, I think that there's probably value on both the dogs. Okay, little value on both the dogs. I'm here a little more on the Hatchinoff, baby, if I'm reading between the lines at plus 170 there because of the big serve. Let's go, by the way, all of all of Brad's tennis nicknames, among other things, at BG Tennis Nation. I'm going to go with Robbie Bats as my favorite, Brad. What's your favorite of all of yours? Do you know? Okay. Yeah, you know, I got a lot of them. You know, it, 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 you know some names is funny. They're, they're a lot easier to work with. Darren Cahill, who resides a bit in Las Vegas, that, that Sinner goes by, they all call him the Fox. 
And you, if you saw Darren Cahill in the box, he was wearing a fox hat, and you know, because the foxes in Europe are red. But he likes to nickname my game a lot better, Sin City. Um, I just like to have fun with it a little bit. Um, Escape from Alcaraz is a new good one. Yes. Um, but the men's tennis has been so exciting this tournament. A um, lot of stories still left. Um, and the greatness of tennis and all of sports is the unknown sometimes. That when you think, okay, we're going to have a down, something just hits you. And to see a guy like Alcaraz already gravitate, you know, and galvanize tennis. And, uh, you know, he's Spanish, uh, but he's transcending the sport now to being one of those next iconic players that the fans gravitate to. He's so exciting to watch. So I, I think great times are ahead. For sure. Exciting and, and so likable. Ladies' side today, Brad. Obviously, the uh, women's semis today. Uh, it's Caroline Garcia against Anjabur. Garcia is a minus 161 favorite. I already bet her, by the way, at minus 155. The summer of Caroline Garcia out of nowhere. Just got her game together this year, and she has been fabulous to watch. And then, of course, it's Iga, the world number one against Arena Sabalenka. And I, let me just start with that one, because I asked this earlier out loud, and I didn't really answer it, which is, so Iga, the last two matches, uh, Julie Niemeyer, a, a, a player that's really sort of built to challenge Iga with the hard hitting, Iga somehow figures it out and gets by. Then yesterday, it's against the top 10 player in Jesse Pagula. Jesse doesn't really have a great, as great a matchup against Iga, but Iga figures that out, too. So is this, is the spin that Iga's just not playing as well, or that Iga still managed to figure it out even with maybe not her best? Um, I happen to be courtside uh, for, like, the second set. I saw, uh, I heard Pagula right under me yell at her coach, how am I going to win this match if I can't hold serve? And Iga was just, you know, same. The Ten breaks in the second set, that was truly winning ugly. Um but Sabalenka has been playing with house money, second round against Kyat Kanepi. I mean, to say she was beyond toast, you probably would have got a 1,000-to-1 on live betting when she was down 6-2, 5-1, numerous match points, and she pulled that match out. Yeah, they took so the lines down. They took the lines down, Brad. That's how over yeah, it was. Yeah, of course they did. I mean, yeah. was, that match was toast. So, And she's been massively struggling with double fault. Um, so to say that, um, to, uh, beyond house money, but I, I, I feel like this is a great matchup for Iga. Um, I believe they played three times this year. It's six sets to none, and she's rolled her. Um, it's a quick turnaround from last night to tonight, but uh, what's the line on that? I, w- I would take that and say uh, straight sets. Um, I feel like that's, that, that's a very straightforward matchup. I, I really like it for Iga. The other one, it's about flipping the script. The, the, the round before, Garcia had never, uh, had never beaten Coco. She beats Coco. She is 0-2 against Anjabur. I call her moving on. This one is, is a tricky matchup. Uh, um, I'm not, you know, everyone thinks that Garcia's, you know, should roll in this one. Um, but, you know, I kind of think that, it's a different type of player. She plays with a lot of guy, a lot of drop shots, a lot of feel. So it's a different type of opponent. Um, so if you like to, you know, take a flyer, I, I would take a flyer possibly on Jabur on that one. Oh, wow, okay. Iga. But I think uh, Iga is a, it's 
you know, no chance I, I see her not coming through that one. All right. Ega in straight sets, by the way, plus 130 for those who want to follow Brad on that one. Brad, I, I got to go, but I just real quick, two, two questions. One, do the Warriors repeat? First thing, yes or no? Uh, whew. Yes. Yes, he says. Oakland guy says yes. Yeah, but I say it, I say it begrudgingly. That's the fan of me. You know, I'm not telling you to go put your heart on money no, no. on it. And, oh. and my Raiders, what's the line on my Raiders? And I will make a road trip to Vegas this year for sure to watch again. Okay, there you go. Raiders uh, are on the what, Raiders. What's the, what's the, what's the over total on the Raiders? What are they, nine and a half, Kelly? Nine and a half, something like that on the Raiders? Eight and a half. Eight and a half on the Raiders. Over? Yeah, that makes me nervous. I mean, actually, you know, the person I'm more, uh, most concerned about is, is, is yeah. caught. Okay, I mean, got him. Can he actually throw 30, can he throw 35 TVs? Can he put some points on the board? Got to run, Brad. A numbers game on VSEN, the sports betting network. Back on a numbers game, Gil Alexander, Kelly Bidlin, live from the South Point Hotel Casino, tip of the strip, right here in Las Vegas. It's also known as the South Point. Uh, kind enough to join us in studio. This is the beauty of this show is people just roll on in and we welcome them with open arms. From Wind Daily Sports, he is not only an NFL analyst, but a PGA, PGA analyst as well. It's Sia Najad. How you doing, Sia? Gil, it is such a pleasure to be here. Finally meet you. Uh, I'm excited. Listen, we got day one of football right now. This football! Is, this is like so incredible. My family hates me as of today for the next four <laughs> months, but this is the life we chose. I, I, told, I was telling people, but my brother's like, hey, could you go to D.C. and like and like keep our mom coming? I was like, no, it's football. Not a thing. No, sorry. <laughs> She only birthed me. All right, so let me start with uh, let me start with some props for tonight's game: the Bills and the Rams. Once again, football begins the NFL in earnest tonight uh, with the Bills two and a half point favorites on the road against the Rams. The uh, pro, the uh, short shot to win the NFL championship this year against the defending national champs. And you have some thoughts on some receiving props on the Ram side and also on the Bill side, as it turns out. What do you like here? Yeah, I think both I think both sets of receivers are actually going to do really well in this game. I think from an efficiency standpoint, we saw last year and, and in years past, the Bills and the Rams have been very efficient passing the ball, not so much with the run. I think both secondaries are going to get exposed a little bit. And, and honestly, I have a few receivers, a couple receivers up here and an under on Tyler Higby, but I think all the receivers might enjoy some, some run here, so to speak. I think Cooper Cup's over of 90 and a half. I think that's certainly in play in terms of his yardage. But the ones I picked were Stefan Diggs over five and a half receptions. I don't think this Rams secondary can hang with Stefan Diggs and Gabriel Davis, Isaiah McKenzie, whoever you throw in there. But particularly last year, they weren't great against wide receiver ones. That's with Jalen Ramsey in the lineup. We know we're going to see Jalen Ramsey tonight as well, but I'm not so sure what his health status is going to be. If he's a full bill of health, that's fine. Wide receiver ones tend to do really well against the Rams regardless. The other guy is kind of a name that might not be familiar to people. It's Kelly loves pronouncing it. Kelly, you want to give it a roll? You want to go to show? Jeff was just making fun of me downstairs. Ben's Koronacek. He's back. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Yeah, that's the that's the pronunciation we're definitely going with. Um, Isn't he playing on the tennis tour these days? Koronacek. Always when we did primetime action, we yeah. had to watch these games without any audio. When he first became a thing, we're like, uh, Ben Ben Skoronek with the catch. We think that's yes, right. My horrible I think he plays hockey and soccer as well. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, so Ben is in an interesting situation because Van Jefferson's not playing in this he game. It's, yeah. it's likely that Ben Skoronek is going to be the third man in. The Los Angeles Rams run a ton of three wide receiver sets, so he's essentially starting in this game. Tutu Atwell might get some 
him run. But what we have here is an over of 19 and a half receiving yards. I think Ben can get this in one catch. Notably, his prop four catches is one and a half, and it's juiced heavy to the over. I think he's going to get two to three catches in this game just by virtue of Van Jefferson being out. So I see him hitting over this 19 and a half receiving yards. And then finally, Tyler Higby. He just hasn't been involved in the offense as much as people think lately. I think he could have a handful of catches, but I don't see him surpassing this 40 and a half receiving yard total. All right. So in review, Tyler Higby under 40 and a half receiving yards. Always, you know, check out book to book. Shop around, see if there's a yard difference Mm -hmm. or price difference. Ben Skoranek over 19 and a half receiving yards. Uh, If you're looking for Skoranek check, you may not find him. Uh, And then Stefan Diggs of the Bills over five and a half receptions. These from Sia Najad over at Wind Daily Sports. Sia, who has joined us to talk uh, golf with us remotely before now in studio to talk football because you're in town for your 15th year fantasy football draft. Is that what's happening? That's right. It's about the 15th year anniversary. So about 15 years ago when we were starting to get into sort of like the adulthood and people were getting married and kids and things, you know, quote, tying them down, we decided to keep one immature thing for the rest oh, of our time. You got and to. this immature thing yeah. is to fly out to Vegas for our fantasy football draft, which we had last night, by the way, um, on this trip. And uh, now we're going to watch the game tonight. We're going to be at the circuit tonight watching the game. Yeah. And then we're going to enjoy the weekend here in Vegas. <laughs> you call it immature. I call it awesome. I think it's awesome. All right. Then, so no play on the total or the side tonight, though. Nothing. Yeah. Staying away. Yeah, I'm probably staying away. I think the total in particular, and maybe the side too, I think that is ripe for a live play. I do see the passing game really catching fire in this game, but I don't know that it's going to catch fire early. I see, we know what Sean McVay likes to do with the running game. He likes to establish it very early. And I think he might flirt with that and then, and then start you know pumping the brakes on that and start throwing the ball around. So if you get a live total that starts to go down in the first quarter, maybe into the second quarter, I think it's a good time to maybe hit the over there. Mm. As far as the side, um, I do like the Bills minus two and a half. I think they're the better team. I just think the Bills are too banged up in the secondary for me to be super confident in this play. They have Tredavious White that's going to be out of this game. They didn't face a lot of primetime quarterbacks last year. So it does give me some pause in terms of this particular line, but if I had to take it, I would take the Bills minus two and a half. Okay, so I just want to point out, for those who missed the first hour, you are saying the exact same thing. It's always nice when guests who don't talk before sort of land on the same thing, and you and Drew Dinsick both sort of said the same thing, which is, you know, he said maybe a pre-flop under on the first half, but certainly more of a live betting situation where if it is slow on the take scoring-wise than an in-game over. So both of you saying the same thing there. I like 100%. it. hundred percent. And you and Kelly and everybody here know, just as well as anybody else, how profitable live betting can be and Ooh, how lines yeah. can change immediately. You could literally have the Rams receive the ball, get a first down, and this line goes from two and a half to, to one or, or pick them. I mean, it fluctuates so rapidly that I, I think this is a game, if you're unsure about it, Pop in on a live bet in the first quarter, early second quarter. Okay, you do have some plays on a couple sides on Sunday. Let's start with the uh, with the Raiders. Let's start with that one. Raiders now three and a half point dogs to the Chargers. AFC West. This has gone from three to three and a half. And is that the is is it the hook that made you finally take the Raiders? It's the hook, and it's the backdoor cover that I think is absolutely in play with this offense. So this is a really interesting game. This is a really interesting division. For the record, I do a lot of DFS. I love this. It's my favorite game in DFS. It has a total almost as high as that Kansas City Chiefs oh, yeah. Arizona game. You can play it on both sides, the Raiders or the Chargers. But I, I just you know it's the Chargers. Look really good. Now, J.C. Jackson isn't playing, but they still have a good secondary. They still have a good defense. The Raiders have a bad offensive line, so that would sort of lean everything towards the Chargers. But three and a half points is a lot. It's a division game. And I just think the Raiders, 
are going to be a prolific passing team this year. Derek Carr is an above-average quarterback. He can hit you short. He can hit you deep. Now he has Devontae Adams. Now he has Hunter Renfro. And now he looks like he has a, a healthy Darren Waller. I just think this is too many points. I think if it was two and a half, I'd probably be on the Chargers here. I like three and a half. The Chargers, Brandon Staley, they're known to make some interesting decisions, not necessarily those that I criticize, but sometimes on fourth downs, I see them potentially letting the Raiders back in this game, and I see the Raiders offensively, in spite of their weak offensive line, keeping up from a point standpoint. So either they cover or they backdoor cover. That's how Uh, I see it. I took the Chargers minus three, but I would never have taken them with the extra hook. That's for sure. And everything you're describing, I think there's a lot of people probably nodding, like, oh, I could totally see the Chargers letting them back in, and this will be interesting. Like, will Brandon Staley, who in his first year as a head coach got knocked relentlessly for some of his very bold, very unconventional fourth-down play calling, and when I mean unconventional, I mean like deep in your own territory, early third quarter, fourth and not really that short going for it, and it kind of turned games. I wonder if we'll see with Brandon Staley, not only necessarily in this game, but this year, that's one of the big sort of NFL things to watch for. Is he going to pair that back? Is he going to ratchet that back? Or is he still going to be as bold with those? I think he's going to be as bold with those. And for the record, I'm not even saying that's a bad thing. I liked sort of this this new wave, like the fourth and short, third and short. This is the type of team that can get that really easily with the weapons they have at the receiver position, at the quarterback and running back position. So, I th- honestly, I think Brandon Staley is the type of coach that's emboldened by the criticism. Maybe. I think I think he's he's really going to come out here this year and prove that he was right from an analytics standpoint. And he probably will be, but that doesn't mean it's going to work out every time, right? Well, that's and, the big thing that people are. It's not going to work out every single time. And yeah. that's the thing. When people make decisions like that, they get criticism when it doesn't work. But the reality is the numbers kind of tell you that it's probably the right decision, at least most of the time. There were a couple times where it was very questionable, but in general, I do like the decision-making from Brandon I have Steele. so many Chargers bets, it's not even funny. Super Bowl, Justin Herbert MVP, Justin Herbert most passing yards, Chargers in this game. All right, and you like, and this is the, the bowl of the overhyped off-season teams in Week 1, the Eagles and the Lions, <laughs> with the Eagles' four-point favorites on the road against Dan Campbell's Detroit Lions, and you are laying the number here with the Eagles. I'm laying the number, and you're right. They're they're overhyped, but for the wrong reasons in the Detroit Lions case. This is a hard knocks overhype. This is a Dan Campbell gets in front of a microphone and is really great type of overhype. The Eagles, on the other hand, are just built different. They are built inside out, and I love, you know, we're Commanders fans, right, Gil? They're never built inside out, right? They're always outside in. Let me get the star receiver. I'm still warming to what you just said, but yes. Yes. Let me get the star receiver. Let me get the star safety. Let me, you know, whatever it is. But the Eagles interior is so good. The offensive line is so good. The defensive line is so good. And by the way, Jalen Hurts is $1.8 million against the cap this year, right. which allows them to go out and get A.J. Brown yes. and, and have Devontae Smith at, at their disposal as well. They are just built different. They're one of the best teams in the NFC. I think of the three teams in the NFC that I like the most, it's probably the San Francisco 49ers, the Philadelphia Eagles, and the Green Bay Packers. I think those are the three teams that have, a, have the best shot, in my opinion, to win the NFC and, and have pretty good value from a betting standpoint. Detroit's good. They have a good offensive line. They're improved in a lot of areas. They still have Jared Goff back there. And I think over four quarters, you're going to see them be very, very frustrated with Jalen Hurts, the run game, the passing game, and particularly the Philadelphia Eagles defense. So I think they cover the four. Yeah, and the three NFC teams you just just mentioned, uh, Niners, Eagles, and Packers. Packers, pardon me. Quarterback on a rookie deal, quarterback on a rookie deal, Hall of Famer. The formula. As with the formula, exactly. And the Eagles are doing exactly what they're supposed to do. Build around that while you have the window. All right. right. 
award thoughts. He's got a bunch of award bets in the National Football League. Does Sia Najad? More on the other side. Numbers Game, Visa, the Sports Betting Network. There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Kalshi. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it or won't they? Taylor Swift's new album, Will or Won't It Be Album of the Year? What about Biden's approval rating? And a whole lot more. You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $10 bonus to the first 500 people who sign up by going to Kalshi.com slash numbers game spelled K-A-L-S-H-I. There's no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees. iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at Kalshi.com. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. A numbers game on VSIN, the sports betting network. It is football season, and betters know that this is when the money is made. Nobody knows football like VSIN, and now's the time to become a VSIN subscriber. Get our comprehensive college and pro guides. You also, you also rather, should know about this BetMGM promotion that's going on as well. This one, where football fans can turn a loss into a win with the king of sportsbooks. Just place a single first touchdown score prop bet on every Thursday night pro football game. And if your bet loses, you'll receive up to $25 back in free bets. The offer's available all season long. Wager confidently and take your game to the next level with BetMGM. Just log into your account or download the BetMGM app and sign up today. Then wager on any player to score the first touchdown in any pro football game. And if your bet misses, you'll get up to $25 back in free bets. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. New and existing customer offer. All promotion subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. And if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Mississippi, Nevada, or New York. Gil Alexander, Kelly Bidlin, and Sia Najad with us to talk uh, National Football League. Real quick, though, um, 30 seconds if we could do on this. Because you're here and you're a PGA analyst as well. Is the is the advent of live... Are you worried about your ability to bet golf moving forward? Does it bother you if the stats aren't as available? Well, it's, it's an interesting question because right now my answer would be no because I'm still sort of only betting the PGA Tour okay. where stats are going to be available. Where but you know, come a major, come a major tournament, that could be a little problematic, yes? It could be a little problematic, but it's a, it's a really good point. I, I I think we have to wait and see. I mean, I wonder if they're going to get sort of that, you know, shot link type data in the future. It's such an infancy stage with yeah, Liv. there's time. There, there's plenty, yeah. like, you know, it's so hard to sort of measure what's going to go on right now versus a year from now versus two years from now. Yeah, I guess that is a worry. But again, you know, with majors, that's true. But with tournament to tournament, I'm so fixated yeah. on the stats that I can already see. I'm not super worried about it. And, and to the extent, real that some of those big-time players are going to be playing in the majors, you know, whether it's a Brooks Kepko or Bryson DeChambeau. I tend to look at stats with them a little bit less than I do sort of the mid- and lower-tier players oh, because okay. I know what they're capable okay. of. So it's not as big a worry with those high-profile players. I'm asking this of every guest, though I failed to ask Brad Gilbert this because we ran into a wall. Who's in the Super Bowl this year, Sia? Oh, that's an easy one, Gil. Oh. It's the San Francisco 49ers versus tonight's Buffalo Bills. Wow. Easy. Is I that like the third, it. There's a third different combination we've got, right? 
I we believe haven't even it had is. A, a sharing team so far. So we had Drew said Cincinnati Rematch. versus the Rams. Rematch, Rematch. last year. Jordan said Arizona. I don't even remember what his AFC team was because I was so, so wrapped up in Arizona. Yeah. Right. Arizona. He might have said Buffalo. I don't know. He might. I, he lost as soon as he said Arizona. I was like, I don't what? Remember, yeah. yeah. I almost <laughs> fell out of my chair. Yeah. Um, all right. And you're going with San Francisco against Buffalo. I listen. I think I think there's a path for the Niners. I really do. I mean, it's the NFC. There, yeah. There's a path for the top six or seven teams in the NFC, whereas the AFC is a lot more problematic. And honestly, you got Kyle Shanahan, Trey Lance. I'm not sure what to expect, but we saw with with RG3, a fresh quarterback with a read option, and you know Alfred Morris. Like we can, they they can do this with Trey Lance and and Elijah Mitchell and the Brandon Ayuk is stepping it up, Debo Samuel. I think this is a great team. It's a Kyle Shanahan offense, and their front seven is excellent. I think the path for the for the Niners is way easier for. A team in the AFC that would that I would say is like third or fourth fiddle, third or fourth odds in the in the AFC. It's way it's way easier for teams like the 49ers. Okay, um, let's go to some awards here. Let's start with the MVP. Shohei Otani not a, not eligible for this one. Josh Allen seven to one. Patrick Mahomes and Tom Brady eight to one. Justin Herbert plus eight fifty. Everybody else beginning with Aaron Rodgers, double digits. What you like? So on that screen, what I like the most, unfortunately, is is the shortest odds, which is Josh Allen at plus seven hundred. If I were, and that's because I think the Bills are going to the Super Bowl. I think they're the best team in the AFC, and we know a quarterback on the best team in 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 football is probably going to be likely to get an MVP. So plus seven hundred isn't a terrible number to me. I think if we're going to go long, I think maybe as we see here. I wouldn't get Lamar Jackson. Okay, so Lamar Jackson, 16 to 1. In some places, for the record, he's 20 to 1. Jalen Hurts is 22 to 1 or 20 to 1, depending on where you look. So Lamar Jackson at 16 to 1, Jalen Hurts at 22 to 1. I do like the Jalen Hurts comment is purely because he is in the NFC. And it might be easier for him to get to the Super Bowl the way the Eagles are going to run their offense. I do see him enjoying a Lamar Jackson. The, the, the ceiling for Jalen Hurts is a Lamar Jackson type of season from two years ago. As far as Lamar, Ravens are going to be a good team this year. They have a great defense because they're finally healthy. Their offensive line is healthy. It's a great organization. Harbaugh, an extremely underrated coach. If they go back to old school, punch you in the mouth, Lamar Jackson football, which I expect them to do, two tight end sets, three tight end sets at times, uh, Lamar Jackson is going to have his way if he's healthy. Okay, and Lamar Jackson, by the way, negotiating his own contract. So if he has an MVP run, let alone then perhaps an MVP, what a fine negotiating ploy perhaps this will have been. What a fine choice this will have been. Mm-hmm. Uh, for him, okay. Offensive Player of the Year. We've talked about this. Then this is uh, this is given out by the Associated Press, and this is typically, you know, the MVP typically goes to a quarterback based on the numbers, based on the impact of a game. But so so what ends up happening is this ends up being typically uh, over the years anyway. When running back was emphasized back in the day in the NFL, it was a running back award, if you will. You know, we've had two receivers in the last three years. So this is as the game has changed, so has this award. Michael Thomas followed by Derrick Henry, but then Cooper Cup again last year. Jonathan Taylor, who really kind of might have gotten snubbed on this. I mean, it was really between Cup and Taylor last year. Taylor is 10 to 1, Cup is 12 to 1. As is Debo, as is Justin Jefferson, both of those guys 12 to 1 mm-hmm. for the Niners and Vikings, respectively. And then Derrick Henry is 16 to 1, who uh, won it two years ago. And then everybody else, beginning with Devontae and Lamar Jackson, that's when the quarterbacks sort of seep back into this. They're all 20 to 1 and longer. What do you like here? JT should be the short shot, shouldn't he? 
Yeah, probably. And, and I don't think Cup is going to mirror a season he had last year. That's no disrespect to him. I just think that's an impossible thing to do. I think Justin Jefferson at 12 to 1 is interesting. That's probably too short of a number. I don't see Devontae Adams getting it. I think Lamar is certainly in the conversation. On the screen that we see here, I think, I think JT and Justin Jefferson make a lot of sense. If we go down the board a bit, uh, this is a long shot. But if we go to the 40 to 1 range, we will see Aaron Jones at 40 to 1. Now, mm. if the Packers actually make the Super Bowl, which again, in the NFC, it's an extremely viable proposition. They don't have Devontae Adams. What happens to the Green Bay Packers when they don't have Devontae Adams? We have historical data to tell us that Aaron Jones is involved heavily in the passing game and, of course, in the running game. If he goes off and he stays healthy and he has a ton of catches, I'm not saying he's going to have a McCaffrey-type reception year, but if he has something somewhere close to that and this team gets to the Super Bowl, I think Aaron Jones at 40-1 to 1 is interesting to speculate on. All right. Love that bet. Myself and Matt Brown both on that one as well. Aaron Jones. Yeah, Aaron Jones Offensive Player of the Year. Oh, look at you. Offensive Rookie of the Year. The Rookie of the Year, offensively. Um, this is this one's always a lot more art to me than others. Maybe you feel differently about Offensive Rookie of the Year. Kenny Pickett, though, it makes sense because he's the only quarterback on this short board here. He's at 9-1. to one. When will he play? Well, it won't be Week 1. It won't be starting Week 1. We know that's Mitch Trubisky. But if Kenny Pickett can play a lot of football games, he is justified as the short shot. Everybody else is double digits with the exception of George Pickens, wide receiver for the Steelers, at 9-1. to one. Any thoughts? Well, what's interesting here is we see Romeo Dobbs at 12-1, to one, but the reality is we have a healthy Christian Watson at 16-1. to one. He was probably going to be the alpha receiver, especially if Alan Lazard you know, continues to be banged up with a soft tissue injury. I think Christian Watson at 16-1, to one, again, we're, we're talking about high-powered teams that are going to get a lot of wins. Devontae Adams has vacated the premises. I think Christian Watson could <clears throat> step in as the alpha number one ride receiver with Alan Lazard being second fiddle and perhaps Romeo Dobbs falling in third or fourth in that order. So I think it's, if I had to lay a bet here, I think it would be Christian Watson at plus 1600 of the guys at the top. The thing about Kenny Pickett, maybe if that was like 15 to one or plus 1500, I'm just not so sure I'm into that because I don't think there, I don't think the leash on Mitch Trubisky is as short as people think. I think Mitch Trubisky is a fine quarterback. I agree Kenny Pickett, with that. We might see Kenny Pickett this season. Yeah. He's the future for Pittsburgh, but I just don't think plus 900 is valuable enough. We don't even know when he's coming into the, play. There's just no reason to bet it now, right? No, exactly. I mean, no. wait, wait, wait until you actually get an inclination that he might start and then bet it then because every week he doesn't play, that number is just going to get longer and longer. Real quick, Coach of the Year, give me about 30 seconds on this. Any thoughts? Brandon Staley is the short shot. The aforementioned Brandon Staley, what do you like? I mean, I, I think I might go with Harbaugh. Uh, where, where, his, where is Harbaugh on this list? Because I, I'm assuming that his odds are, are pretty favorable. So, uh, oh, Coach of the Year, Dan Campbell. I was going to say, one. Dan Campbell all of a sudden okay, now so the short shot at BetMGM. If you, if you <laughs> thought, oh, that the hard knocks bump isn't a real thing, yeah. That is your best evidence for it right there. This is no disrespect to Dan Campbell, but he does not belong at the top of that list. Kevin O'Connell, Brandon Staley, those are interesting. Probably too short for me. Um, yeah, no, none of the guys on that page are, are, are super interesting to me. Harbaugh, 25 to 1. Yeah, I, I think the Ravens have a shot to get to the Super Bowl this year. I understand the Bills are the favorite, but I think the Ravens have a shot. And if they get there, Harbaugh needs to win this award. All right, BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks, unleashing the spirit of Las Vegas with BetMGM rewards. Every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you can earn BetMGM rewards points that you can redeem for online bonus credits. Like free bets and risk-free tokens, planning a trip to Vegas, are you? Well, you can also convert your BetMGM points into MGM rewards points that you can use towards dining shows and hotel rooms at over 
20 MGM Resorts properties located on the Las Vegas Strip and nationwide. BetMGM Rewards, sports betting's premier loyalty program featuring exclusive offers, incredible experiences, and valuable perks when you wager. On the BetMGM app, sign up with BetMGM or log on today to get an even bigger piece of the action with BetMGM Rewards. Eligibility restrictions apply. Pro tip of the hour. When betting the Chargers, keep in mind Brandon Staley's aggressiveness on fourth and short situations and the volatility that goes with that. That's our pro tip for the hour. We do one every hour on VEASAN across every show. So that means at least 20 every day. They're all available for VEASAN Pro subscribers only at VEASAN.com, where you can sort them by sport and by show. Thank you, Sia. Appreciate it. Lombardi There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Calshi. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it or won't they? Taylor Swift's new album, Will or Won't It Be Album of the Year? What about Biden's approval rating? And a whole lot more. You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $10 bonus to the first 500 people who sign up by going to Calshi.com slash numbers game spelled K-A-L-S-H-I. There's no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees. iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at Calshi.com. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply.